0: Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Lori. We've always thought that the most compelling story strikes the perfect balance between an honest look at the mess of life and the humor that can be found in the mess. To be perfectly honest, we don't really know how to live life without both the humor and the authenticity.
1: Our podcast might be a little bit of whiplash at times. We can spin from hard and deep to humor and laughing on a dime. The hard will be really hard and the truths we share are the ugliest of humanity. We don't intend to make it seem like it's all fine or to pretty up the pain. But we also know that the joy we found is all the more profound because of the pain. So we hope you can stick with us through the ugly because there will also be
0: joy and hope and humor. Welcome to the ugly truth about the girl next door.
1: Oh, sorry. I didn't know you actually <laughs> pressed it.
0: We're so good what at are this. You?
1: Heck- oh, okay. <laughs>
0: And this is how we start.
1: No, this is not how we Yes, start. We start this is, uh uh-uh. we
0: already <laughs> did that. nope, this is what they get at the beginning, the real
1: us. Oh, okay. Hi. Well, welcome to our podcast. You already know who we are, so yeah. we're not going to do that, but okay. welcome to the Ugly Truth about the girl next door.
0: Welcome okay, back. Take
1: two. <laughs> welcome back to our podcast.
0: We had to start and then stop because, uh,
1: yeah. We needed food. Food is
0: life, you know. (laughs) Because if you're going to do this, you better not have low blood sugar. Oh,
1: gosh, no. That would just be terrible. So thank you to some very special people who sent us a little something to be able to get lunch with. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, Okay.
0: So what are we talking about today? So we are talking about situations where people decide to do their own investigation into sexual abuse allegations rather than use the system that is already in place and how terribly wrong that goes. We talked about that last time from when Kate was in middle school and the devastating effect of people just failing to follow pretty straightforward protocol. Um, And unfortunately that has persisted in Kate's experience of this, um, which is so unfortunate. So many people who've been listening to us, to the podcast have kind of commented that, I don't know. It's a pretty compelling statement that's being made here. Um, and certainly, obviously we think so. Um, we know so. Wes, we know so. (laughs) Yes. Um, but people who know Kate and also know her abusers are, can still find this kind of complicated because they appear to be very likable, charismatic people, you
1: know, like that's pretty common, I think. Right. And, um, Abusive people, people who do these types of things—they're not usually the scum of the earth. They're not usually um, lurking in a skeevy alley. Skeevy people still <laughs> say skeevy. No, they don't. Maybe I people. think you're wrong. <laughs> skeevy is not actually a word. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're you know they usually are people. They wouldn't be they're in the skeevy. position that they're in to be able to do these things if they were they're skeevy the world. They are people who you would trust with your children.
0: So. Honestly, this is one of those things that makes me, I just scratch my head with complete confusion because it seems very obvious to me that if a pedophile looked like a pedophile, he or she would have no access to children. So it's kind of a no brainer to think that if you are going to have any, this is sickening to say, but success, um, you're not going to
1: look like somebody who's, Skibi. Right. We've said that right before in the previous episode that, yeah, that, right, you wouldn't trust them with your child if they were skeevy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so we talked about in the last episode the, you know, the investigations that people have launched on their own um, and how well that worked out. Um, and so today we want to talk about, you know, the ones that are still maybe ongoing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um so some of my abusers um, are, you know, have been, are, were in roles uh, where they could still cause harm to somebody. They could still um, do some damage. Um, and, you know, we want to just also address the fact that what we've done recently, this podcast and talking about this in our Instagram posts, you know, it really is for awareness and for safety. Um, the goal was not to, it's not about retribution. It's not about tearing them down just for the sake of tearing them down. Um, but it's really just about bringing awareness to telling people, listen, like open your eyes. You know, I've had people reach out to me who are listening to this and say like, I'm a teacher or I work in a school or I, you know, am a, a school counselor. Or, I'm a, a youth leader and I wouldn't have known this. And I'm really thankful that you are saying these things because, man, I think I would have missed it. You know, I would have had those preconceived notions. I would have had kind of that thought process as well. And I'm really having to go back and and rethink some of those things. So definitely for awareness, right? Um, So can
0: I say comment on that? Yeah.
1: I think it is important
0: for people who have perhaps missed it somewhere in the past to find some kind of sweet spot between – really kind of sitting in the enormity of what it means to miss an opportunity to rescue a child, but also not getting so hung up on it that you are overcome with guilt and paralyzed by that. Right. So we're not trying to shame anybody. We are just trying really to help people now grow from here. So what we did do was to try to bring concerns to the people in a leadership in the places where kate's abusers were still serving
1: a while ago this is obviously before the podcast
0: oh well before the podcast yeah. this started the first conversation actually was had early 2020 right before even covid which feels like
1: forever does anyone even remember pre-covid ah it's kind of hard sort of
0: it's kind of hard i can remember the first time i went into the grocery store seeing people in masks and thinking
1: Listen, Patrick and I were in Canada the weekend that they shut the border, <laughs> and we kept watching it to see if this, this is what our podcast is about. We kept watching it to see if they were going to close like the border while we were there. We were really nervous about that. But we were in Tremblant, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I had a cold with a cough, and we had to go across <gasps> the border, and I'm like sucking on halls the whole time. <laughs> the guys like, if you guys been feeling sick, we're like, no, nope, we're great. It's all good. <laughs> we shouldn't have said that, but anyway. Moving on, <laughs> she didn't have COVID, just saying, didn't, didn't no. have COVID. No. Okay. But you could have
0: gotten stuck in Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah, we definitely could have. And our kids were with uh our kids weren't even with us. They were with right. my in-laws. And um we, yeah, it was like the whole weekend we were watching the news to see. And the day that we left Tremblant and we came home, they shut down all mountain operations at Tremblant. And that day they shut the border that night. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Yay. we had a great trip though. <laughs> I'll tell you those beaver tails, you know. <laughs> What's a beaver tail? I know it's a, it's a dessert. It's really oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. People know this, that, that, that's a future episode.
0: Yeah. 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 Favorite desserts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. So anyway, back to the subject at mm-hmm. hand, right? So we did try to bring it to leadership. Um, of course we weren't trying to, this was not about retribution, right? This was really just about trying to do what we could to provide for safety for anybody who was still perhaps in any kind of harm's way. Um, But we weren't at this point, we didn't use some of the trigger words. So at that point, we weren't talking about trafficking. Um, We weren't being specific, really just addressing current day concerns about how some of Kate's abusers were functioning. um, And There was a sort of a reference to the bigger picture, sort of a more of a high level, like, well, you know, we're not in a position to talk about the details right now, but we're just here to say there's a whole lot more here than just what we're talking about right now. But this alone should be enough for anybody reasonable to also have concern about this person staying in the role they're in. So yeah, really hope you do the right thing.
1: The reason we didn't, say all of the details too is you know I think we I was still struggling like it was a hard these puzzle pieces were hard for me to look at we were finding them and putting the the whole puzzle together and this is hard you know I mean we've talked about this before you talked about it at the end of one of our episodes that that sharing these things saying them out loud having people know this about me Um, is really hard. And at that point, two years ago or whatever it was, I was not, it was like, you know, I've spent my whole life trying to get help and at the, in the same breath saying, but please don't tell anybody, like, I want you to help. And I also am terrified for you to help. Um, and so I was still there, right. Mm -hmm. I was still in that place of, you know, we need to tell you about this because as an adult, I'm concerned for other people. Um, and just this isn't right, this isn't isn't right to me, Um, but also feeling like, but please don't tell anybody (laughs) Um, because I'm scared basically.
0: Right, which is a very reasonable thing, both because we've talked at length about the impact of trauma, but also if you saw on the Instagram page, some of the threats that had been left at Kate's house, um, anybody would be terrified by those things. So it was
1: really complicated. It was a really complicated time. Um, But we did try to do it. And what happened? Absolutely nothing. Exactly zero things. (laughs) Zero things. Um, We waited for about a year before Mm -hmm. um, going back, circling back. Um, And after a year, we had more of the puzzle pieces put together, a whole nother year of time together working this out um, under our belts. And um, so we decided to kind of Go again. We decided to attempt again. The threats were getting crazier. The threats were terrible. And it was like, okay, you know, the more people that know what's going on, the safer it seems like it will be. Um, right. Other people will be watching and, you know, it's less likely um, for this to end really even worse than it is already. So um, so we attempted again with the same leadership, the same leaders that we had tried to gently tell this to. So um, Kate did an
0: incredibly hard, hard, hard thing and told the whole story Yep. to the leaders.
1: Yep. We told the whole story. Details. We gave times, places, people, faces, the whole thing. That rhymed. Listen to Look me. At you. I know. I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are funny. Yeah. Um, you weren't very funny when you were hungry. No, I'm just saying. I wasn't. That, I that's really, why we really had to stop. I was like, listen, I've never said this to you before. This is a really deep thing. <laughs> I'm hungry. (laughs) The first time we tried this when Kate was hungry, it was like not. It was really flat. It was really
0: flat. No, nobody was laughing. No, 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 nobody was laughing. Okay, so note to self don't ask Kate to do anything hard when she's hungry. My husband
1: knows this. Ah. Hangry is a really, really real thing for me. Like, it's, I am that, I am that girl. I really get like weird when, you know. I'm so excited. It's pizza night too at my in laws tonight. (laughs) Yay, pizza Friday. (laughs) um okay okay right so yeah so we went back we told the whole story and and to be honest with you some of the leadership involved in this were people that were close to me and that was telling them was even harder it was you know it was really painful and it was really hard and it was really terrifying and it was really scary and it was also this feeling of like i again i have been here before and it didn't go well. So tell me why it's going to go well this time. Right. And it didn't. <laughs> and honestly, so obviously at this point,
0: I've said many times, I completely trust Kate at this point. And obviously she's a reasonable person. So when she would say, like, really, Lori, you really think that somebody's going to listen? Why do you think that? I would say, Okay, I understand why maybe it's hard for you to imagine that, but you know, you've got all this trauma, but you know, I, I can't fathom a circumstance in which reasonable people would hear this and not kind of get behind the idea that we must default to protecting the victims. No matter what, we must default to protecting the victims. I was like, Kate, I can't see why or how somebody wouldn't do that. And I was flabbergasted when in fact that continued to be so. Yeah. Still boggles my mind. <laughs> so when we went back the second time around, um, there still was not, even with all of the detail in place, there still was not any sense of urgency about removing the people that we were talking about from the roles that they were in where they could still consider, possibly cause harm.
1: Yeah. And it's always like, this is my experience just always, where it's like, the initial reaction might be somewhat correct, and that we think, "Oh, good, this person gets it. They're going to do this. They're going to, and X, Y, and Z are going to happen, and safety is going to be had." And then it doesn't, and it's just this this bizarre thing that happens that it's like people hear it and they believe it, and then nothing happens. <laughs> you know, and I'm, right. I don't even know why I'm laughing because it's like this, this nervous absurd. laugh, right? It's because just it's just absurd. so crazy. So, um, so yeah, it took what, two months before any action was taken at all, even though I think, you know, you left that meeting, we left that meeting kind of saying, good, okay, this is, this is the right direction. This is what's going to, you know. Um, But then the statement was ready. They
0: wanted to do their own investigation before they would consider asking anybody to
1: step back from the roles they were in. I would also like to point out that these roles that we're talking about are volunteer roles these are not people's careers this is not someone's livelihood this is a volunteer situation and I was a volunteer coordinator for a very long time in a previous life and I this is insanity to me but moving on (laughs) well
0: yeah it is insanity right so right it took months and they wanted to do their own investigation which did not happen because while at first I was like, well, if that's what it's going to take to get something to happen, all right, we can can talk about doing that. But the more the conversation went on about what the investigation was going to look like, it just became so clear that that was going to end up just being a mess and dragging Kate through all kinds of questions that were not, necessary or appropriate for and who was going to do this investigation, who was available to because they weren't willing to like hire someone to do like a, a professional people who know how to do this investigation. It was, well, we're just going to find some folks who judgment we trust and we're going to let them do an investigation. Right. But trusting someone's judgment is not the same thing as someone having the kind of knowledge that they would need to be able to interpret the information accurately and to do it with respect and sensitivity
1: trauma informed (laughs) there it is trauma informed right which these folks were not um so yeah so it was kind of this really messy time two months of them kind of sitting on it and then maybe we will maybe we won't um Fortunately, there was a lot of pressure being applied by multiple people who also knew the situation and who were close to me and close to Lori um, and who were watching and aware and kind of watching this unfold, like, what is going to happen here? Because this is just lunacy. Is that a word? Yes. That- oh, man. So you know skeevy and you don't learn lunacy. Well, I do. You know, I've been trying to do that wordle. Have you tried it? I have not, no. Oh, it's not fun. It takes too much brain power, but. <laughs> But you're doing it. Well, I do it at work because these ladies that I lunch with at work, they all do it. And so they're like, did you get the word award? And I'm like, listen, I haven't even tried the word award because I can't even say you that. You can't say that 10 times fast. I know, right? Um, and they're like, I got it in two tries. And I'm like, well, the thing just told me what the word is because I used all right, up all so my tries." <laughs> so okay. um, they're lovely ladies though, so it's fine. But and now I might have to try it. Yeah. So I can come back and be like, I know it's like a lot, though. It's like a lot, it's not really, but I just think I just don't know that many five letter words, I guess. I okay,
0: nobody listening to this is going to think that you lack the ability to find words.
1: <laughs> I know, but in that it's like a pressure thing. It's like in that uh, moment, I'm like, okay, five letter words, I got nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: it's yeah, terrible. No. So, it's like, and is it like you have to like five letter words that start with S or something? Um. No, so it, you literally have to come up with your own word. You put in any five-letter word, and then they tell you which of those letters are correct in the actual word. Oh. It's hard to explain to someone. You gotta okay. just do it. All right, I'll just do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, it <laughs> don't was you just lunacy. just love our little rabbit trails? Lunacy. Maybe I'll try lunacy next time. Is that five yeah. letters? I don't know. <laughs> um you don't math so how do you know i don't (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, anyway so it was lunacy yeah so people were applying pressure and so then you know i think that pressure is kind of what helped it move forward um and so finally you know it was like we we are we're not we're gonna whatever and finally it was like okay they will temporarily be removed until resolution Um, but the resolution that they were looking for to to fully believe to fully remove to fully kind of support in any way was either a conviction from law enforcement or a direct confession from the abusers
0: which uh, i think we all understand (laughs) how likely a (laughs) confession would be right but maybe we don't all understand about the likelihood of a conviction from law enforcement so we're gonna put a like a footnote in the Instagram post. So if you want to look up the statistic, feel free. Um, But the statistic is that one uh, that out of every 1000 sexual assaults, 975 perpetrators walk free. So for every 1025 perpetrators are convicted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, waiting around for a law enforcement conviction to have clarity about sexual assault allegations where we already know. And by the way, this statistic was cited to the people that 90 to 98% of allegations are valid.
1: Right. And we had no time there. You know, again, these threats were coming to my house. There was people sitting outside my house. But I mean, it was scary. It was really scary stuff that was happening. And we were working with law enforcement and, um, you know, we can't really go into a lot of that, but um, nor do we really want to. (laughs) Um, But we were working with law enforcement and one of the people that we were working with had shared with us that she worked a very similar case, a trafficking case. And it took six years of investigation, Um, time and time and time, which we did not have. It was just, you know, piecing it together and we did not have that kind of time because This was scary. It was really scary. Yeah. So Um, then
0: we were sitting saying, "Okay, how? What are we going to do? What is there anything in our immediate power to provide for an added measure of safety?
1: Also, I just want to say this. I don't. know. So (laughs) we were trying to tell these people in leadership these things. We were trying to make them aware, listen, we're getting these threats. This is really scary stuff. We need your help. We need you to kind of, you know, step in here, make them know, you know, make the situation known, I guess. Um, and the same, and they were kind of like, well, maybe, maybe not. It was super wishy-washy. And then the same day Mm. that the leadership of this place spoke to my abusers and kind of presented this to them, that same night I got a threat that was basically like, stop talking about this. (laughs) And like, you can't, I mean, you can't really believe in that level of coincidence. I don't, certainly. So, yeah, so that was that was their their solution, though, was basically they'll temporarily kind of bring it up. They'll throw it at them, softball it to them. And then, you know, other than, though, a conviction or a confession, that's really the best that they can do. Um, So
0: can we comment on the fact that very recently someone in leadership publicly stated just how much they love. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, someone who was kind of in the mix of all of this. Who, who actually was the person who I had the initial conversation with about yeah, but the concerns. Who stands firmly with my abusers, which we all know that that happens. Everybody's got to take a side, I guess. Um, you know, stood in front of thousands of people and um, publicly announced that he supported them, thought they were amazing people. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah so that was that was great day that was a great day i think that might have been the day that we decided to do the podcast <laughs> uh, i think it might have been <laughs> i think it actually was i think i texted you a lot of um yeah Explo-tose. emojis <laughs> uh, both. that day a lot of mm-hmm. those red face emojis um yeah so again not this is not for the sake of retribution. This is okay. not for the sake of, you know, but it's honestly a, a last ditch effort. It's a, a, a moment of just like, listen, I don't know what else to do. Um, safety is concerning. And, you know, like we said, law enforcement, you know, someone asked us on Instagram, I hope that you have contacted law enforcement. We have. Please rest assured. But again, that takes time. Um, so it's not a it's not like they get to go arrest somebody today. That's not how that works, unfortunately. That's maybe another episode <laughs> yeah. on how the system does work because we were baffled by that as well. But um, you know, it's just a it's a our system is a complicated system and it just it takes time, is really the only thing to say about it. So right. So we could
0: not wait around. We are looking for the
1: leaders around us. Yeah, for to- some protection and for some support, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But that did not happen. Right so in this whole thing um there was also some people in my life who were both close to me and also close to my abusers um and they were really stuck in this middle ground of you know what do i do who do i pick what side do i choose um nobody was i certainly wasn't asking them to to pick a side was i
0: no you were not asking them to yeah, pick. Was, i mean
1: really in, yes. No, you were not asking them to pick a side. I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so complicated. It's So complicated. Um, but so then they decided, you know, the. <laughs> Oops, we'll bleep that. We'll bleep that out. Okay. Those in leadership. Those in leadership um, will not um, are not going to do really anything. Um, and, you know, law enforcement is doing its thing, but it takes time. And so we're going to we're going to conduct our own investigation. So this is time number how many Right. <laughs> that someone has said that, that someone has been like, let me just figure this out myself. Because um, that seems to be working great. Yeah, right. Because that was going really well. Um, and the things that they that they did um, to do that were incredibly hurtful. Um, the things that were said, the correspondence that was had, um, during their own little investigation was just unbelievably hurtful. Um. Yeah. So um, what they did was
0: they contacted three different people um, who knew Kate way back when um, and asked those people specific questions about what they knew about these allegations and what they remembered
1: about Kate, particularly. Which, again, referencing all of our previous episodes, you know, all of the things, all of the the church me and, the, you know, the the yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: the the messy as well as the like, yeah, uh, more polished version of Kate. Um, So they were asking people to comment who didn't really have context.
1: No, not at all. People I hadn't talked to in years, literally. I mean people who had no idea and who I really never confided in or that I never, There was one person that I had confided in that they spoke to. And um, thankfully she is someone who still um, is close to me and kind of looped us into this whole thing um, before she divulged any information, because those were conversations that were had in confidence with her. And, um, you know, that's, that's really important to take note of. So the integrity that that person
0: showed, and the respect that she showed to Kate to stop and say, no, I'm not going to participate in your investigation. And she not only re- did not was not willing to participate in the investigation, she reached out to Kate to make sure that Kate knew that this was even going on.
1: Right. Which was I really respected that about her. She is someone in my life who, um, in high school and, and you know early middle school, she she tried to help. She really did. Um, her heart was in it for sure. But you know it's complicated. Again, it's it's uh, um, She saw me. She knew, She saw that I was hurting. She saw that I that I needed help. Um, but the enormity of what was going on just wasn't wasn't clear. Um, but I really respected and I appreciated that she came to me and said, listen, this, you know, this person reached out to me. I certainly am not going to divulge details of our conversations from when you were a kid, um, to them without really kind of having a conversation with you about it. And even then, if you want me to just ignore it, I will, you know, um, so what she did say, however, to them was. That
0: she was always aware that Kate was not okay, and that she's not surprised to find out that there was more to the story.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and that she knew that I was not okay even when I said I was okay. Right. (laughs) She knew that, and I love her for that. Um, But yeah. Unfortunately,
0: that was not the response of the other two people who were contacted.
1: And who also really had no context i had not confided in them i had not talked to them about these things they were not safe people back then they are still not safe people um as clearly validated by their response unfortunately to
0: this investigation right exactly so one of the people was someone that knew kate fairly well from middle school not in a um like not someone that she certainly confided in, but someone who spent a lot of time around her, Um, someone she knew well from middle school and into adult married life, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And this person shared private conversations. And like this, I kind of want to throw up a little bit, just even saying this. He stated to them that he wondered what she might be hiding in her current life that would make her say these things and that maybe she had mental health issues that was that were causing her to say these things, which is a level of blaming the victim that just makes me want to jump on the down and scream. And, um, that is a person that I have reached out to subsequent to that to say, so, Hey, you might want to be really careful about that stuff, because again, this is a person who is in a position to perhaps help young people if they're in trouble. So.
1: Right. And just honestly, like, again, going back just from a personal standpoint, just so, 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 so hurtful, you know, this person, um, like I said, never confided in them, never was not that close, but someone that I, I thought, I just did not think that that's what they thought of me. So to hear that, um, you know, someone who knows my husband and I really well, who, you know, participated in, in our married life. um, It was just incredibly hurtful to hear that. But that is kind of the story of this whole thing unfolding, I guess. It's just hurtful. (laughs) Right.
0: I don't want to skim past that too fast because I want us to all remember that our responses have an effect.
1: Well, yeah. And it goes back to this that, you know, we, I hope that as you're listening to this, you're seeing the patterns, right, where we talked about in the last episode and the previous episode about trying to tell and what the fallout looks like. There's always fallout. It's not just, well, this person doesn't believe me. Oh, well, it's this person doesn't believe me or this person doesn't, you know, see it or can't support it. And now I've lost this relationship. Now I've lost this friendship. Now I've lost X, Y, Z. And the consequences that happen in the dark world, the, you know, the additional threats that come. I mean, there's so much fallout every single time. um, Telling doesn't work out. It's I don't even know how to put it into words. To be honest, I wish that I had better words to explain it. But again, that is why it is so, so hard and so much fear going into ever telling anybody any of it ever, ever, ever again, because again, I've been here, you know? Right.
0: Right. And I'm sure as you're listening to all of this, you can see why Kate would hesitate to trust anybody with this information. Right. The third person who the investigation tapped into was someone um, who knew Kate From high school and college but really had no knowledge of any of it um and so she really didn't have much to share but the mere fact that they reached out to her and she was willing to even talk to them again without letting kate know it's
1: just hurtful is the word yeah way too small a word yeah just hurtful all the way around hurtful that these the people launching the investigation did so and then you know again the correspondence that happened Um, once we were looped into it by the one person, um, when we asked, why are you doing this? You know, the things that were said back to us, just, I mean, so, so much really just deep hurt. Um, so yeah, (laughs) so launching their own investigation, that's kind of what that looks like, I guess. So don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. So Lori, tell us, um. So I'm sure people are asking themselves, you know, so someone is telling me these things and I know the abusers and I know the victim and I'm not sure what to do. Um, and you're telling me that launching my own investigation is so harmful. Then what should I do? So what should people do first? The default must always go to the
0: victim always. So I understand like people can be accused of all kinds of things and um the reality is that an investigation can be done by the appropriate people and if they're not guilty then that will be found out um but the default position in the meantime must be to protect the victim and potential other victims right in this situation we're talking about the fact that that was not the position that was taken Right. The, mm-hmm. the Kate's abusers were allowed to stay in roles where they could continue to cause harm. Oh, and by the way, we've heard from people who have been caused harm as a result of these people staying in their roles. Mm-hmm. Right. And that wasn't necessary. It should not have ever happened. Right. Absolutely. There are systems in place for investigations for a reason. And you listened to our last podcast and you heard about the situation where instead of contacting child protective services, people called Kate's abusers.
1: Right. Yep. Okay. (sighs) Thank you for that. That was that was good. I think that's a good episode for people to hear Um, because I, you know, I, you know, full disclosure, I kind of get it. Someone tells you this enormity of information. It is a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's overwhelming, and if you're the person that's left to try to help and figure it out, I get it. That uh, people, like I said in the beginning, people have reached out to me and said, "I'm a teacher. I'm a whatever." And until I heard this, I maybe would not have thought that. I maybe would have had my preconceived notions. So we're thankful to um, to be able to share these insights for awareness and to bring awareness to this because I am certainly not the only person who have, who has been in a situation, I will not be the last person that's in this situation. And um, so we want to just have people know that. So. Yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Remember to like us and follow us on Instagram.
0: If you or someone you know is stuck in a trafficking situation and needs help, please reach out to the National Human Trafficking Hotline by calling 1-888- 3737888 or text help h e l p to 2233733